Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey there, I'm Joel along with The Cap. Growing in Grace is our weekly 15-minute chat. Uh, fortunately, I caught myself, Cap, because just uh, you know, a minute ago, I opened up a, a window here on our uh, on the thing that we record on for one minute. That would be a pretty short podcast if we just did this thing for a minute. Wouldn't even have time for the intro and outro. Hey, should we mention this? Should we give uh, some kudos to uh, the person who has recorded our new intro and outro? Sure, I don't Cap, see why not. It's an old friend of yours, uh, someone I've known as well for a while. Uh, some people will remember, and some people won't, a band by the name of Fighter. They were out of our area, Waterloo, Iowa. Was it the uh, late '80s, early '90s that uh, Fighter was around? Something yeah, like that, pretty Cap? much. And and you know they they had a couple of albums and and actually had uh, at least a couple of uh, top ten hits. I think they even went to number one with a couple songs on Christian hit charts, as we used to call them. And so yeah, Amy and and Jim, husband and wife, they were a part of the band. Uh, there was Sean and some others in the Waterloo and Cedar Rapids area. So, yeah, I appreciate Amy taking the time out to be our new voice on the program. That was nice of her. That was very nice of her, yeah. And I uh, I really love their music, and uh, there's one in particular, one song that sticks out to me. It was the title cut to The Bang the Drum Project. I mean, the song itself rocked, but the the words, the lyrics, in your face against legalism, Really, really good. Uh, really, really good song. Bang that drum. Let your freedom ring. Really good stuff from Fighters. So yeah, thanks to Amy for uh, for being our new voice here on Growing in Grace. Well, Cav, uh, for the last few weeks we've been talking about the words of Jesus and how sometimes the words of Jesus weren't necessarily spoken to Christians. They were more spoken to those who were under the law for the very purpose that the law was given. So we're going to move on with some of that stuff. But uh, just before we get into that, in my own mind, if someone were were saying these things to me, a scripture would pop into my head, and it's Second uh, Timothy three sixteen. Maybe I'll hand this over to you, Cap, and and let you address this. Paul said uh, in Second Timothy three sixteen, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, or is God breathed, and is useful for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And I just actually heard this uh, someone saying this on the radio today, and he emphasized that word all. All scripture is given by God, uh, inspiration of God, and so we need to follow all scripture. So uh, in light of what we've been saying for the last few weeks, Cap, uh, what would you say about that? Yeah, there is a problem if you don't believe that verse, I guess, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's in scripture. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It, the scripture says that the scripture says that, uh, well, anyway. Um, it, well, here's how I look at it, Joel, and I don't know if I'm right or not, but let me give you this perspective. I heard somebody say one time that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, but isn't necessarily inspired by God. For example, the Bible tells us in the Scripture that Jesus had a demon. Uh, if you were to just take that particular verse out of its context and say, oh, wow, the Bible here says that Jesus cast out demons by the power of Satan. Wow, I never knew that. Well, of course, we know that that statement isn't true, but it's true that somebody said it. Some of the Pharisees and some of the critics of Jesus were accusing him of, of doing some of what he did by the power of the devil. And so that certainly wouldn't be a scripture that was inspired by God, but it's true that people said it, 
and so it was given by by inspiration. It, it's true that it, it happened in the way that it happened. It goes on to say here in Second Timothy three sixteen, the scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Contrary to what I have been taught, Joel, I don't believe the Bible is an instruction manual. I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. It can instruct us in righteousness, which is really what our program is based on. Our right. program here is based on the gospel, our identity in Christ, and the fact that the righteousness of God has been revealed through the gospel. So I think that we can instruct each other in, in righteousness, but it's not our righteousness that we're trying to instruct each other in. or exactly. it's, not, it's not our righteousness that the scripture is trying to instruct us in. It's the righteousness of God that has been revealed through the gospel. And so I think there's a lot of things sometimes that people can easily misunderstand uh, within even one verse. And so we, we can be equipped for every good work, but we're equipped because it's Christ doing the work through us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, we're equipped through him. Exactly. And, and so that's when, you know, when Jesus, you know, says something, and we'll bring up um, the rich young ruler today, and like we've talked about, the certain lawyer that came to him with, with talk of the law. When Jesus gives the law, people take that to mean, okay, see, Jesus gave the law to that man, and so we're to follow the law. But really, what we need to take from that, in, in light of 2 Timothy 3.16, is that it's being used in a certain way, not so that we'll follow the law, but so that we'll understand that through the law, nobody can be justified, and we need to come through the law to die to the law that we may be married to another, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we got to take everything in context, as we've talked about in the past, making sure we're understanding what the context and in which uh, covenant is being talked about, and the purpose, again, of what Jesus is saying. So so with that said, hopefully that, that clears things up for some people who that scripture might pop into their head. And uh, I think we want to talk about the rich young ruler, isn't that right, today, Cap? Talking about how uh, he had approached Jesus in a similar way to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, the certain lawyer, again, who came to Jesus asking the question, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Well, it's important to point out that he did. he came to him and said, what shall I do? I think uh, the word do should be in, in bold there. So, so Jesus responds to him based upon how he asked the question. Jesus answered the question in a way that the man had asked the question. In other words, Jesus didn't come back and say, well, there's really nothing you can do. You have to trust in me. Believe in me. In this case, he responded to the rich young ruler in the same way he asked the question. So what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And you kind of hit it on the head earlier, Joel. Uh, go back and listen to the last two or three programs where we're talking about the words of Jesus and whether everything Jesus said was personally for us. Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But he goes on to say, You know the commandments. And he starts spouting off the Ten Commandments. I think close to five of them are listed here. He says, Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. I suppose you could say, etc., etc., after that. And the young man said, All these things I have kept from my youth. And I can almost hear Jesus saying, Yeah, right. <laughs> sure you have. And then Jesus came back with, Oh, okay, well, if you've done all that, wink, wink, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And oh, by the way, come and follow me. Leave everything else behind. 
as we said before, Jesus here lifting up the law to hold people accountable to the fact that they are guilty before God. No matter how high the standard, they're never going to be able to jump the hurdle to get to where they can be in relationship with God based upon how they live or how well they do and how well they even keep the commandments. It's not going to work out. So, you know, I, I'm sure you've got some other takes on this, too. Well, yeah, I like, and I like what you said, that the question that was asked was, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And as we know from reading the rest of the New Testament scriptures, there's nothing we can do to inherit eternal life. It's a, it's a free gift based upon the shed blood of Jesus Christ and everything that Christ has done for us, that God has done for us. It's God's work in us, nothing that we can do. And so when Jesus responds in this way, giving him five laws, and like you say, et cetera, et cetera, the way that Jesus responded wasn't an actual answer to the question. It wasn't, okay, here's how you inherit eternal life. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, and so on and so forth. Jesus was getting the man to think in a different way than he had ever thought before. And the beauty of this, the beauty of the way that Jesus would talk to people is that, that he made them think. It wasn't like he was saying, you have a question? Okay, here's the answer. Here it is. One, two, three, four. Just um, believe in me and, and you'll have eternal life. He did say that at times, but in this case, he, he perceived, he knew that this man uh, knew the law and was trying to justify himself through the law. And so Jesus wanted this man to follow his thoughts all the way through and see and see that, hmm, I still lack something. Huh, you know what? Uh, if I could do all the things that I want, that I, that I think I can do, follow all the commands, and I still fall short. And eventually the hope is, is that through the law, people die to the law, come to the end of themselves, and uh, are able to come to faith in Jesus Christ and, and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ rather than the straightforward words here, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and follow all the laws. Again, the words of Jesus are inspired by God, but we have to look at the purpose and where Jesus was trying to go with all of it. Well, it's, it's true. I mean, and, and this is just a, a classic example like you said, Joel, he wasn't really trying to answer the guy's question. He was just trying to show him by lifting up the law that he's going to fall short. And of course, the young man, when he heard this, when he heard, you know, sell all that you have and, and give it to the poor, when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And uh, when Jesus saw that, he became, he became very sorrowful. <laughs> I guess I never really noticed that before. First, the rich young ruler became sorrowful, and now Jesus did. He said, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. Another great verse we can take out of context here. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, well, then who can be saved? Because, you know, back in that culture, it was perceived that those who had riches had favor with God. To make a long story short. And so they were sitting there once again, just like when Jesus said, your righteousness will have to exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. They had to be thinking, well, wait a minute, how could this be? I mean, the scribes and the Pharisees, these people who study the law and live the law, make us live the law, how are we going to exceed their righteousness? Same thing here. How is it possible if the rich people can't get into the kingdom of God, then who can be saved? And Jesus' response was, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. But usually that one doesn't always get mentioned. So 
interesting stuff nonetheless that over and over again we see Jesus using the law from the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, even from the Beatitudes, to the Sermon on the Mount and all through the Gospel. And I'll be honest with you, Joel, as I read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Red Letter Edition, there are times where I'm scratching my head really trying to figure out where Jesus is coming from in, in certain situations. It's easy to me in this one with the rich young ruler. There's other ones that are a little more complicated where I'm, I'm just sitting there saying, I, I don't get what he's trying to tell us here. Yeah, and it's the, it's the same for me. And, um, and speaking of that, uh, I guess uh, it's, we've got some homework, I guess, for our listeners <laughs> in, in a sense. Yep. Matthew 23, we want to get into that. Uh, so the homework assignment is read all of Matthew 23 and follow it to the T. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Matthew 23, the words of Jesus. Uh, we're going to get into that next week. Uh, just for example, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These things you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. So are we supposed to tithe and follow the weightier matters of the law? Jesus said it. <laughs> I will get into that next week here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.